0: Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is a podcast from The Times, Sports Newspaper of the Year. Hello and welcome to The Games, a bite-sized audio slice of Olympic fact, opinion and analysis from The Times. I'm Chris Skinner, and today we'll be discussing the Olympics and international relations with Times Diplomatic Editor Roger Boyes. I'll also be previewing today's weightlifting and gymnastics with Alison Rudd. And I'll be asking Craig Lord if Team GB are going to win any medals this evening. Before that, you've been getting in touch by tweeting with the hashtag MyOlympics. Messages include from Tracy Harris, why are the Australian volleyball chicks hugging after every point? Well, I-, I just think that's what people do in volleyball. And Stan Ambition has tweeted, eating a box of Rocher." only two left come on well I hope you made it Stan that's true Olympic spirit so let's start with Craig Lord in the Aquatic Centre Craig having seen her do so well in the 400 metres do we think Rebecca Radlington is is, is a real serious prospect now for the 800
0: yes absolutely and 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 this is why in that race, there were some of the contenders, there were a couple of the contenders for the 800 freestyle as well. There's more to come. Uh, you know, there, there are others in there. But her last 100 was the quickest in the field. When, when others were starting to fade at the end and really feel it, she was starting to pick up. She was, she was keeping going at that same pace. And if she, if she can keep that kind of pace up, you know, for the 800, um, and there's no reason to think she can't do it. Uh, she'll be in world record type form. And if she's on that kind of time, uh, there's possibly no one in the world who can live with that.
1: I was impressed with uh, Liam Tancock yesterday. Obviously, he goes this evening. I think he qualified in third in the 100-metre backstroke. Uh, yep. do, do you think there's a, there's a medal there for GB?
0: Yes, I think so. I mean, in, in years building up to this, he's always just missed out. He's been very close, like point two away from two very major podiums at Beijing, Shanghai World Championships last year. What we saw today was a very different Liam, and the way he swam it was very confident. He refused, absolutely refused, um, to let Camille um, uh, Lacour, the French guy, go. He's the world champion, and he stuck with him and came back as hard as he went out, meaning he, he usually fades in the last 15. There was no sense of him fading. Uh, uh, in, in yesterday's uh, final, uh, semi-final, sorry, and um, uh, and you know that augurs very well for today.
1: Yeah, I thought he looked incredibly strong. Uh, what yeah. other races tonight are, are you most excited about?
0: Well, I, 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 I'm you know in terms of Britain, uh, Gemma Spofforth made it through to the final. She's this is someone who's had a, a real up and down life uh, of late. You know, with her mother's death and uh, all sorts of turmoil in her life she's had a very difficult and 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 also very happy last five years in some ways it's been a roller coaster for her just to be in there to make a final for her is a real triumph it's wonderful i don't think the gold is there Because Emily Seabone, the Australian, is really on top form, very close to world record pace. But you never know.
1: Now, I've done some work uh, with some teenagers in the last few months. And the girls in the group treat Tom Daley as if he was a pop star. They (laughs) love the guy. Uh, Him and Pete Waterfield are diving tomorrow. Uh, What can we expect from those?
0: Um, I, I think we'll expect, we can expect good things. I mean, they are, you know, there's a lot of controversy over Tom not pulling his weight and, and uh, you know, being, being more on the, on the appearance tour than in the pool. That was, <laughs> you know, overdone, overstated. He's a hardworking boy. He's worked from a very young age for many years. He's dedicated his time. Pete Waterfield, even more dedication over the years, you know, in terms of the, the, the length he's been. You don't forget that Pete has already been up there on the Olympic podium 2004 with Leon Taylor. He knows the ropes, they're serious people, they're they're world-class acts, and um, I'm sure they'll uh, do themselves and Britain proud. How, How far can they go? All the way to the top, I believe.
1: I'm joined now by Alison Rudd, Times sports writer. Alison, you'll be at the gymnastics uh, later on today. It's the men's team final. What are the chances of the side?
2: They're really quite good, Um, which which probably sounds odd because I think coming into the qualification, um, most people who followed British male gymnastics would have said, "Ah, you know, Lewis Smith, great bloke, probably do something on the pommel, but as a team, we're weak. But they really did rise. I know it's become a cliche, but they really did rise. To the occasion and it's actually that isn't just a, that isn't a stupid thing to point out because gymnastics are scored on a subjective basis and uh, I interviewed Lewis Smith uh, just well not just before the Olympics but in the build-up to them and he he was quite open he said look I stand a really good chance of bettering my bronze in the pommel because the judges like they, they hear the the, the local crowd, yeah. and it, it influences them. Not not, not in a, a. They're not trying to be influenced. It's just being there. Yesterday, for the women's qualification, I, you know, firsthand got a feel for you know the crowd are very polite to every athlete. They're urged to make noises for every athlete, but as soon as a member of Team GB gets on a piece of apparatus as a sort of almost level of hysteria. And this is just in the qualification. Yeah, well,
1: I saw the reaction for uh, Beth Tweddle. It was absolutely incredible, wasn't it?
2: Exactly. I mean, it's the first shrieks, The first shrieks (laughs) that I've heard at the game so far came when Beth Beth Tweddle um, got onto the bar. bar. So it it does have an impact. And the key point, I think, is that uh, China were surprised everyone by not performing as well as they were supposed to. And I asked Tim Jones yesterday what was going on with China, because I think China probably are the team that stand in the way between a medal and no medal. I said, was it a fluke? Um, What does he (laughs) think? And he said he's seen them in training. He's seen the Chinese. Several occasions in the build-up, and they just don't look as tight or uh, as fit or as together as he was he would have expected them to be.
1: Now, before I I let you go, I want to move on to the weightlifting as well. Zoe Smith has a a, a decent chance, we think. In the uh, she's in the 58 kilogram category in the weightlifting, isn't she?
2: She is. I mean, Zoe Smith doesn't have a good chance. I mean, there are two categories of weightlifting: A class and B class and she's been put in the B class because she's just not, hasn't got the ability of an A class okay. Olympic athlete. The reason we should talk about her though and the reason we should watch what she does is that she's only 18, uh, weightlifters peak, late 20s, early 30s. She's, you know, she's, she's, she's got changes in her body to come and in her technique to come. Um, she's already sorted out her attitude two years ago at the Commonwealth Games. Um, she cried on stage she just she just fell apart and she won't win but i don't think that means she isn't worth watching i think she could do better than we expect and i think a british woman just just progressing in weightlifting is, is worth taking taking some attention
1: I'm joined now by Roger Boys, diplomatic editor here at The Times. Uh, Roger, the the Olympic truce was practised in ancient Greece and I think it's been officially part of IOC policy since
3: Barcelona 92. Something like this is just talk though, isn't it? Well, yes. I mean, below the surface, I mean, you've got over 80 heads of states and governments in, in London at the moment. And of course, quite a lot of them are, are at odds with each other. So um, and we've got a war going on in the Middle East, uh, quite a significant insurgency there. And, uh, you know, frankly, uh, peace is the last thing on the minds of uh, of a, a lot of these people.
1: And uh, Mitt Romney, who is relatively new to the International Forum,
3: learnt a thing or two about choosing some select words in diplomatic situations last week, didn't he? Yes, Mitt Romney's, I mean, this was Mitt Romney's big test, you know, European, uh, you know, his international cosmopolitan uh, sophistication and so on. And he's trod (laughs) right in it straight away and managed to offend the whole of Britain by saying that they weren't ready for for the Olympics. And uh, he got a sharp telling off from from the British Prime Minister, who should really be his his ally, I suppose, politically speaking. The great advantage of all that, apart from, um, you know, earning a few votes perhaps for Obama, is uh, that it brought Britain... Who, which has been complaining quite solidly for ten days or two weeks ahead of the Olympics, uh, behind the whole games, and uh, and we all got angry at the Americans for, um, or in particular Mr. Romney for um, for dissing them.
1: Now there are, as you said, there are so many heads of state in London at the moment. They're not all meeting and discussing the gymnastics or the hundred metres either. There's going to be some quite high
3: level conversations going on behind the scenes in London. Yes, the British Foreign Secretary William Hague, he's been seeing, I suppose, four or five foreign. Ministers a day throughout this whole thing, uh, and there's been loads of little uh, closeted uh, meetings going on between different people in dispute, um, and uh, some of it, of course, has spilled over into the into the athletics or into the sports themselves. Um, uh, But yes, it's it's an interesting moment when you've got so many decision makers here. Um, In particular, as I say, with the Syrian uh, insurgency flaring up, uh, you know, the city of Aleppo under siege. There's an awful lot of people involved in this now, Uh, not just the United Nations Security Council people, but almost the whole of the international community is nervous about what's going on. And of course, they've got lots to talk about.
1: Later, Team GB play uh, Argentina at the hockey. Their, their former captain, Fernando uh, Zilberberg, got into some trouble for the uh, the video that was posted of him training on the Falklands, saying, you know, to train for London, you train on um, Argentine soil, I think was roughly the, the line that was used. Would that have been some kind of diplomatic nightmare for the Argentinians or would they have seen something like that as a weapon to come to the
3: games with? Well, the Falklands and the Malvinas hasn't gone away. If, if, ever, if, if there's one country in the world where we're very, very close to, to well, not war exactly, but almost there, uh, it's Argentina. We're in a really dim uh, uh, diplomatic relationship with Argentina. And of course, this whole incident uh, on the steps of the uh, Falklands or Malvinas, as they say, monument, uh, was really, really uh, explosive as far as the British was concerned. But the guy who did it is now no longer on the team, and um, and it may be this may be perhaps the first big test of the Olympic spirit. This 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 hockey game. This is the first
1: games where um, Qatar and Saudi are bringing female athletes uh, to the games. This is uh, the first Olympics where women's boxing is at the games. Uh, in, fa- in fact, women now have more uh, events than men. I-, I believe, although less competitive was this, was this London? Was this the International Olympic Committee who could have put pressure on those countries
3: to, I guess, to take a step towards improving women's rights in their nation? Yes, I think some pressure was put on the Saudis as far as the women's delegation was concerned. But but don't forget, there is an evolving process in all of these countries. There's been a dispute for ages in Saudi Arabia about whether women can drive cars. Um, and There is actually a a kind of a movement in Saudi Arabia of women who uh, are, you know, demanding the right to drive cars by themselves, unsupervised by men. Uh, And that's happened quite independent of of the Olympics or of the IOC. So there is some – there is a dynamic and what's happened is – the IOC to some extent, but London as the host, has spotted this trend and uh, put quite gentle pressure, I must say, on, on these countries to, uh, to broaden its representation. Um, and and it, I must say, it looks like it's going to work quite well. Let's say women might be the real winners of this Olympics.
1: Hopefully when we speak tomorrow there'll be more medals from team GB. Get in touch by tweeting us using the hashtag #MyOlympics. A few more messages before we go. Uh, my brand event says Beck Adlington made us proud, bronze medal great race and it really was a terrific performance yesterday. And Ursula says, Weymouth, you've provided some great weather for this shift. Same again tomorrow, please. Although we would like a bit of wind, please. Please send your Olympic thoughts over and we'll include as many as we can in tomorrow's programme. Finally, if you listen to this on the Times iPad app, you can also get the audio as an MP3 via iTunes. If you listen to this via iTunes, why not try out our iPod app? We run some lovely pictures to accompany all this audio you can hear right now. If you aren't yet a Times subscriber, go to timespacks.co.uk. There are various offers to suit your reading. Habits. Our next show will be with you from tomorrow morning. The Times iPad edition will be updating at 5 a.m., 5 p.m., and 10 30 p.m. throughout the games. Enjoy another great day of sport. Goodbye.
2: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.